That's perfect, Mark. I feel like you're all up in my face and I'm talking to my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Quintessentials Podcast with your hosts, Danielle. I swear to God, I about had a mental breakdown. Danielle, compose yourself. And Laura. Babies, the internet delivers not when you want it to, but when you need it to. I've entered my blonde man era. I can't handle this. I am not okay, guys. (laughs) Everybody stay calm. The Quintessentials Podcast. Hi. Hello. How's everyone? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm I'm pretty great. Thanks for asking. We uh we're not alone today. No, we aren't. This is really exciting because everybody gets to meet our manager today. <laughs> Mark, would you like to introduce yourself? I was still being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me when I'm allowed to talk. So yeah, hi. Hello, I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Do we want to tell, I mean, like, what do, where do we start? This is so, we've tried to get Mark on for, I don't know, since we met him in Philadelphia, like nine months ago, we basically, we've basically had a baby at this point. It's been like nine months, right? June, July. We had a baby? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was a baby involved. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so here we are. Now he's our manager unofficially. He's he's a guy that wears a lot of hats. I'll tell you that. He is a jack of all (laughs) trades. He's our manager. He's our sugar daddy. (laughs) You're giggling. So every part of that is true. He's our band-aid provider. I delivered healthcare when you needed it most. There you go. Desperate times. situations. Uh, Dee, how did we meet Mark? He was standing there not working next to people wearing yellow shirts while I got my, my press pass scanned when they didn't need to be scanned. (laughs) And he made sure to say, those don't need to be scanned. But then the rest was history. And then I just nagged him all weekend about how he wasn't working. And I said, do you ever work? Do you just carry that tablet around to make yourself look like you're working? I always thought it was a tablet. And then last time we saw him, he was like, it's actually a clipboard. That feels so much more managerial. I have no comment to any of this because... (laughs) There was so much more to it than the way you explained it. Then you tell us your side of the story. Wait. (laughs) How this awkwardness came to be. Um, I was managing a section at a con, and I was trying to keep the coworkers of mine working and focused and the guests happy. And there was these guests that uh, seemed a little bit extra. Oh, so wasn't me. I, uh, yeah, okay. And Ooh. so I had to keep going by them, making sure they're all right. They were very chatty. They decided to crack jokes and play along and be all part of the experience. So mm-hmm. I did this right back. And next thing you know, um, they're following me around a con. Is this yeah. fucking play about us? <laughs> Maybe. And then, then they followed me to other cities and... <laughs> Stalked me over state lines, which now it is like a federal thing, right? Um, so eventually I just turned around. And I said, you can stop chasing. I will manage you. Like, if this is what you want, I've got you. I'm going to take care of some things for you. Keep things in order and maybe buy you food to be nice to me. Wow. I was going to ask what your first impression of us was. And that is honestly the best way that it could have gone. I'm so happy that. 
<laughs> these people were extra and they wouldn't stop making jokes at me. <laughs> I was the butt of everybody's jokes that day and it started to uh started to hurt my feelings. So I decided to do yeah. it back. And well, next thing you know, I adore them. They're amazing people. As long as I keep them fed. That is very true. <laughs> I, it, it, you, you know, and then I, I do, well. It's a really good time because Mark, you'll, if you ever go to a fan expo con, you cannot miss Mark. Mark is usually wearing what really should be the chain and not the, what is Flava Flav's like jewelry. Put it on? Please put it on. Bring it. Oh, Jesus. It is present at every single fucking con. Hey, I, I barely recognized you without it. And he's always wearing a, a, a yes. button-down shirt and his chain and a hat and uh, just taking care of his people, the people that he's managing. He does a great job. We'll always look for Mark. He's very reliable. Um, So we just wanted to bring him on and introduce him to everybody and just shoot the shit with him for a bit because we just have so much fun with him. I I'm actually so brought questions, right though, because I didn't want to oh. just shoot the shit. Oh, okay. I'll just shut the fuck up, then. <laughs> what can Mark do for you? <laughs> I want to know how you started on the convention train. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, an employee of mine in my day job uh -huh. was a manager for some cons and offered me free tickets to go figure out what it was, because I, I didn't know. So once I did that, that was pretty cool. Signed up to volunteer. That turned into making, I partnered with some celebrities and worked with them. And mm -hmm. the guests in line hyped the experience so much that the boss heard. And he decided to keep me on board and make me part of this lovely train that is traveling around and making people happy. Nice. So yeah. can you explain, because I still don't understand, which isn't surprising. You don't actually work for Fan Expo. You work for like a subsidiary company of Fan Expo. Correct. I don't work for Fan Expo. We just partner heavily with them and where they need us, then we, we show up. Do you do other conventions other than Fan Expo that you travel for? Or do you no. Uh, right now, I'm just doing Fan Expo stuff. Um, hopefully that changes in the future. There's been talk of it changing. I just, yeah. uh, nothing's happened yet. We'll see. You're just too good at your job. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, you are. You are. So wait, so how long have you been in the fan expo, not fan expo on realm? Yeah. How long has this journey been happening for you? Uh, two and a half years now. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm like a veteran of this. That's why your chain fan is so expo, big. not fan expo. It gets bigger when my ego swells. But yeah, I, it's right there. I've seen it pretty big. Oh, <laughs> woof. <laughs> Shouldn't there be like a disclaimer that pops up right now that's like adults only? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big black your subscription box. fee to see the rest of the episode. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on getting into conventions like CattleCon? Ah, like SpaceCon, CattleCon. Yeah, um, I think that I fit in just fine with yeah. the Cattlemen's Convention. <laughs> they were in my hotel. We bonded um, really? over the most random of things. Yes, they're good people. I could I could do that gig. I could definitely yeah. oh. <laughs> wrangle some cattlemen for you. If Was you there cattle in the convention? Did they tell you about that? Was there like actual? No. Okay. Not well, that's cattle. disappointing. There were, 
there were like all kinds of different things there. Everything from like their care, their doctors, all that fun stuff. Like every aspect of owning a ranch was at that con, which can hmm. be very awkward. There was there was a very interesting um, display of how to artificially inseminate uh, cow. Sorry. So uh, we think... avoided all of that. Yeah. Do you think hmm. Hayden Christensen arrived in Orlando a few days prior to go to CattleCon since he lives in a farm? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Sugarcoating that one, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Absolutely not. The man is a peach, and he did not show up early to find out how to artificially inseminate a cow. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. I was not Never trying. Happened. Never happened. But listen, <laughs> I was trying one to say, do you think thing. he was an attendee at CattleCon? There's things that Still, he could probably. No. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> All aspects of that convention seem to be outside of his comfort zone, and I don't blame him. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Can I take off the chain? Should I get rid of this for you guys? No, no. Do you feel safer with it on? I mean, if somebody broke into the place right now, I'd be ready to fight. You know? Yeah. Then I think you should keep it on. You know, this whatever. is just fun to talk to you guys, actually see you, and the shit talking that ensues is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Question for you. So you've said that you love working the Cleveland convention the most. Yes, I love the Cleveland show. Okay. Why? So those, yes, why? Uh, this is like the fourth time today that I've explained this. I don't know what it is about today in Cleveland, but it's it's meant to be. Cleveland is a smaller show, so it's more intimate, right? Everything's more intimate. The guests aren't rushed through things the same way. Yeah. The, uh, the actual employees get to partake in some of the festivities a little bit more. I get to see a little bit more rather than just getting bombarded by people all day. Everybody is like Midwestern hospitality. They're super sweet. Everybody's nice. The city is clean. Nobody believes that. Like I've heard horror stories, but every time I go there, the city is just beautiful. Um, I have no complaints about Cleveland. I really enjoy that show. I really enjoy the patrons, um, the guests, everybody. Maybe we should try to go to one of those one of these times. I was saying, I was thinking that maybe next year we should skip New Orleans and do Megacon and then Cleveland. Since hmm. we like to do some back-to-back -back ones. <laughs> we like to put it out into the future and talk like we're going to still be doing this next year. It's called Manifestation, baby. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm hoping to get to participate in a year as well. But no, I'm going to I'm gonna have to be a big boy here soon. So we'll see how it rolls. I've continued to be a big girl through all of this, and yesterday sucked. Going back to work after Megacon, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that both of you slept all day yesterday. <laughs> and I was... I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was on the phone selling and just being, oh my God, thank you so much. Let me sell you that. And I want to be like, I hate you. Get out of my face. <laughs> I took several naps throughout the day yesterday. I don't know what it is about a four-day con. Oh That's God. not true. It's I know exactly what it is. It's a four-day con. And you have two full days from like the early in the morning all the way to like 7 p.m. You always think that you're not going to be there, uh, be there until the con closes. But you inevitably are every single time, you know. And it really just takes it out of you. Also, or this convention was like a nightclub at a college town 
in like on like a Saturday night, you know, shoulder to shoulder, everybody was all up in your business. It was just, there was a lot of invasion of space and stuff like that, but that's kind of like what you sign up for when you go to these conventions. You, you guys, you guys ultimately had it. You guys had it easy. Cool, we, yeah. we made the, we made the mistake of going to universal on Tuesday and then we had to put in full days on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with 7 a.m. start times and I didn't get out of there till 10, 11 o'clock at night. So Oof. yes. Um, if you were tired, I, yes, it was a He's lot. Beat. Yeah. But I, if I didn't sleep, um, there was going to be just carnage. Yeah. I slept <laughs> the entire day. I took like two hour yeah. naps, woke up for half an hour, went back to bed. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry that you didn't sleep. Laura, good job. High five. Sleep it away, girl. Wow. Um, Besties. So, yeah. My feet still hurt. Same. Your I was walking around in like my little booties today and I'm like, oh, oh, his feet. I thought he said his pee still hurts. I was like, that's not <laughs> the things you get in Orlando. <laughs> I was like, your pee still hurts. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> you need to call your doctor, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the doctor, if you're watching, uh, this never happened. <laughs> so that actually listen i'm i'm just very curious about this life that you live mark i've always had very I'm, my dyslexia is showing sorry <laughs> um yes. what goes into your like day-to-day -day? you said you had a check-in at seven and then you don't get out until like 10 what happens after everybody leaves like is it like the bewitching hour and you have to like do things or are you just hanging <laughs> out we have a seance and we sacrifice the guests that are still trapped inside. No, we don't do that at all. <laughs> That'd be savage. Um, there's a lot of things that have to be prepped or changed when no one's around. The first staff members are usually like actual crew members are on site at 730 and you have to be there before them and ready to roll, right? To be honest, after a lot of work and that long of days, it takes a little bit in the morning to get your your head straight and to be that motivational guy where you mm -hmm. run around on Red Bull and you're all hyped up. <laughs> um, Sponsor us Red Bull. Sponsor us Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> to keep people happy. So um, 7 a.m. start time. Crew starts rolling at 7.30. Some days the doors open 8.15, 8.30. We have line queues we have to manage. So when people start manage, lining up outside, we have to make sure that they're not hurt and they're all safe and you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a lot of things you don't see at night. We can't, I can't leave until the crew members are all done with whatever extra tasks they've been given. Celebrities love to stay behind and sign autographs late, which is great. So wrapping up, cleaning up, and every yeah. time somebody complains about something major in the event, we actually do make changes to accommodate, and we takes manpower to do that. So we we mm -hmm. stick out behind and try to to help of a celebrity stays like what does that mean if they stay to meet the people well let's be real like this isn't like a non-profit situation right they're mm -hmm. getting paid to be there so yeah. if they if they stay behind to make money then people have to stay with them to make sure they're okay oh. well think about it too like in philly when you know joe canceled the whole weekend and then was like psych i'm just gonna come on sunday and he crammed everything into one day yeah. and we were there until like mm -hmm. nine o'clock at night yeah that was crazy Hayden Christensen is notorious for going slow, takes his time with everything. So he will run late no matter what city 
or how many people there are. It doesn't matter. So he's always going to drag out the situation. The bigger the celebs, the harder it is for us to get out at reasonable time. I do kind of appreciate that because like, there's some people that really spend like their savings in meeting some of these people. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I can appreciate like some of like, it, it is a very smooth operation. Like whenever we were getting ready to go see Tom Hiddleston this past weekend. It was, it was <laughs> the craziest shit. They were, you <laughs> would be so proud. You have a, your team is so well-trained, but we were um, in line for the autograph. Cause I very impulsively, very impulsively made the whole, the worst financial decision. And it was to buy an autograph and spend a dis, Disturbing amount of money to get an autograph for Tom Hiddleston. I mean, I think the con closed at what time? D seven on Saturday. It closed. Which at day? Seven. Five. Yeah, seven. 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 Seven on Saturday. And we were out of there by six forty-five because we were the last group that he was doing autographs for, and it was <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> but we didn't was, make it to his panel though. But boy, did we try. <laughs> I know. I, I even offered some hundred dollars to let me in a side door and they were like, no. And then I proceeded to continue walking towards the bathroom and he looked at me and he was like, I'm watching you. And I was like, not while I'm peeing. You're not. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm so proud of those yellow shirts. Thank you I, guys. That yeah, means they, that means my team did a great job. They did a great job. It. I think I texted you because while she was in the bathroom, she was like, not me offering $50 to the guy standing at the door. And I was like, did he not let you in? She goes, no. And I go immediately, Mark, you'd be so proud of your guys in the yellow shirt. (laughs) They turned down a hot girl and $50. (laughs) It was hard to do, but they said it was worth it to keep their job. So I was like, nice job, guys. Yeah. I should have said, Mark's proud of you. (laughs) He would have been like, who? Guy in the chain. Guy in the chain. That's, yep. that's how they know me. Yeah. Chain guy. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time overall. I think for I got really lucky with the Stranger Things panel because the charmed one had happened right before. And right as they were letting go of the charmed people, I like walked right in. <laughs> but there was like a whole line upstairs of Stranger Things people waiting to get in. I was in that line. <laughs> just like i was like i'm already inside i don't know what you're talking about yeah but then they kicked us out for the one piece panel and i was like all right well you know you win some you lose some you really can't win them all you gotta lay down and like roll underneath the next set of chairs and just wait i was kidding don't do that you know i'm gonna shamelessly admit that i was like oh i'm just gonna go hide in the bathroom if you don't think there was somebody in those bathrooms waiting to make sure that you left and then I tattled on somebody who was trying to hide in the bathroom. I was like, there's two more people in there. Like, if I can't hide in the bathroom, nobody can wow. hide in the bathroom. Wow. It's a problem. Way to be a martyr. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I never said I was perfect. I'm just trying to get content. <laughs> that's that's fair. Those panels are such a pain in the rear, though. Like, people show up like two, three hours in advance, and you have to have a holding area, and you have to line them up, and nobody wants to wait three hours because it's valuable time just for the confusion of trying to get everybody in at the same time, right? You get How do you hold them in line and get them in at the same time because people just rush the door? And then when they leave, they come straight to where I am stationed. So literally the entire theater dumps out and the escalators all drain down yeah. to directly in front of me. And I'm like, ha, there's too many of y'all. Like, can you go home or something? And I got to get you back in. So here we yeah. go. You were telling us about that one of the nights. I was out in the 
in the open area and I saw the doors open and all the people were coming and you're like, it's happening. <laughs> no, so I'm in this giant foyer and I stare up and I see along the rail, people just start popping up along the rail. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy because it's massive. And then the escalator fills with bodies and there's no gap in the body. So I'm like, something's going on and I don't know what it is. The other escalators start filling up with bodies and coming down. I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. It's <laughs> happening now. Like everybody's coming straight at me. I don't know how many of them there are. I know there's thousands and thousands of them and we're not ready for that kind of rush. So we, we had to pull an audible and line everybody up. What do you need to be ready for, for them to be yeah. scanned back into the convention? Yes. They don't want to leave yet. It's the middle of the day. Right. So we have to scan them. This particular setup, the theaters were outside the actual event. So you have to scan them back into the event because the lovely fire marshal was not going to let us get away with anything. So we have to keep headcount, right? So we got to scan yeah. them back into the building and having a couple thousand people just stand directly in front of you is a little overwhelming, right? And thank goodness it was Orlando. Like, thank you, Disney, for training all of those people to wait in lines. So I didn't get a complaint from lines the entire weekend, but we also pushed really hard to not have lines over there. So yeah. I had an amazing crew. It was, we got lucky. I got overwhelmed a couple of times, but there's nothing you could do. You just got to fight through it and let everybody think you're in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then go cry in the corner, like suck your thumb and like pray to God that everybody survived. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep deprived and your feet hurt. And you by Sunday, like somebody gets in your face and you're like, not today, Satan, I will fight you. Uh-uh. Yeah. So do you have any, I want you to ask us questions. What would you like to know about the podcast? Um, I, every, everything. everything. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm an open book. I knew he brought I his have, questions. I always, brain always working. I have met multiple listeners of the podcast in various cities and i became mm -hmm. your biggest supporter and i will hype the hell out of you even if you're not around so our manager um yes did you and you're amazing people so you deserve it but why did you pick joseph quinn who what what is this man like what does this man have that makes him different than other men in the world that that you just you just cling to him i don't think that i initially meant to pick Joe, to be honest. Yeah. I think it just kind of happened. Have you ever had a hyperfixation before? I mean, Red Bull. <gasps> okay. I'm going to get you sponsored. It's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Made with real taurine, lightly carbonated. If you've listened to just a couple of our episodes, you can find out that Laura and I tend to lean more towards the female gaze than your conventionally attractive man. And yeah. he's just like everything in those boxes for me. Yeah. I think for me, there was a lot of different aspects of, of Joe that I liked in, in terms of like his character and Eddie, the fact that he was an outsider, the fact that he was bullied, the fact that he was misunderstood. I think everybody growing up goes through those stages where like, the person that they really are is not the person that the rest of the world gets to see. Eddie is a really good poster child for that. And then couple that with who the fuck is this? Yeah. Who is this person that's playing this character that I relate to so much that I have come to admire so much that I had this emotional response to. And then you kind of get to see like, Oh wow. Like 
he is British. I happen to like British men. Um, <laughs> he is, you know, he's British. He's doing cons. Like, and then it kind of just develops and you see these interviews where he's being silly and you start to be like, oh my God, he's like a regular guy that you could just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. And I think one of the things that we said at the beginning of the show in the first season, before he really took off in terms of fame, right? It was, he didn't seem so far out of reach. You know what I mean? Like I have, I've come to accept throughout my life that uh, Tom Hiddleston and I are never going to sit down and grab a drink, right? But it seems like more of a possibility for Joe and I to grab a friendly drink, but before he blew up. And so that yeah. kind of created like a, oh my God, this might actually happen one day. And then he blew up and you're like, mm, no, he's like an A-list celebrity now. It's never going to fucking happen. You and know? then to top it all off, we saw an opportunity, Mark, and we fucking jumped on it. Okay. <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to be for real. I've always wanted to do a podcast and I became really good friends with Laura. And I was like, mm -hmm. why don't we just do a podcast and talk about this? And we jumped on and... What you see is what you get, baby. Right. Oh, that's a, another thing. We did not have to lift a single finger for marketing. The like people wanted to know so much more about him and they had no idea. So we literally just watched his work, did a little bit of research on him, just sat here and did this once a week for 12 weeks. And it just kind of took off and it did its own thing. But we always knew that it was never only going to be about Joe. Um, he's yeah. always like there, you know, but it's not, it's not just about him. He, he's kind of inspired like a whole other bunch of topics there. Yeah. Does he's, that answer uh, your question? He's, yes. But it, it, here we go. We're going down the rabbit hole. Sure. He's a, he's a pretty solid guy and he's still within reach, by the way. Great dude. Good conversation. <laughs> solid human. Um, I know ladies calm down, put it away. He's a good dude. He's legit. I've talked to him. Seems solid. One at a time. Um, if or you, both, or yeah, at the same time. High five! All right. So <laughs> rewind. If this wasn't a Joseph Quinn fandom, mm -hmm. what would you be doing a podcast about if you still were going to do one? Ooh. Oh, if it hadn't started about Joe, right? Probably Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I D. I don't know. That's a really good question. I. Laura and I actually talk about this often because we talk about branching out and like yeah. making it not just about men and blah, blah, blah. And we always come back to the same thing, like dating in our 30s, yeah. our life stories, just bullshitting, bantering back and forth because we've looked at our statistics and our best episodes are when we're just bullshitting. Like it's off the cuff. We don't go into the episodes no with a plan. Man those typically are the ones that do the best. I think that would probably be the baseline of what a podcast would be if Joseph Quinn wasn't part of it. Yeah. So what, what other shows or characters do you each relate to? Go ahead. You go ahead. You got right, real am I, excited. Am I getting you? Like you, you, yeah, your eyes lit up. Well, I think for deep. me in terms of characters, or just the real person. It doesn't have to be the character. Yeah, I think that I think that I have developed a little bit of a hyperfixation on um, 
uh, one, the anime One Piece with my sister, and I do do another podcast on One Piece, but I've come to the realization that the cowardly hero is a trope that I am really enjoying and is that person that has that arc where they kind of start and say, I'm actually like a piece of shit and I'm nothing. And then by the end, they realize their full potential. I think that's something that would really speak to me. And I would like to kind of dive more into those kinds of characters just because those kinds of characters really inspire me. And I feel like there are other people that are inspired by characters like that. Okay. Yeah. Danielle, D, you had like two whole minutes to think it over. You got this. See, and that's where you're going to run into a problem, Mark, is like no matter the time frame that you give me, I'm very similar to Laura. Yeah. <laughs> we might actually just be answer for everybody. the same person. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, we've talked about just sh like exactly this, like shooting, just shooting the shit and like, yeah, sorry. Continue. Sorry, D. I was going to say that if I didn't kind of jump onto that bandwagon and hyperfixate on those type of people. I've always been drawn to like the nostalgic people. Yeah. Like this weekend in Orlando, there was Susan Sarandon, Kehi Kwan. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Chevy Chase is an asshole, but like I want to meet him just to yeah. say that I've met him. I've always had a fascination with the actors and the actresses that I grew up watching. Yeah. And now I'm in a situation where I can go to a convention and literally just like walk by them. And sometimes if I wave, I get a wave back and I'm like the happiest yeah. person in the world because I'm not about to pay $300 to get a photo with Susan Sarandon. But is that how much she was going for? She was like, it was like two, 250, 275 for a photo yeah. op. Yeah. I haven't I have seen any photo ops float through the internet with Susan Sarandon. Have you? I don't think no. anybody paid for one. I haven't seen any. Uh, also, I love I love them as well, but like, no, sorry. That's fine. I'm just vibing because I remembered who else I saw this weekend that I was very excited about. <laughs> the entourage cast. The entourage cast. Don't even get me started. Mark, we're don't, going don't, there. Don't I mean, don't go. Yes. Don't. We're no, there. You don't even We've know. parked and we're out of the car. We're going where's, there. Where's my picture? I it's laying around here somewhere. It. Go get it. Um, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look wow. at the boys. <laughs> oh yeah. You that have no amazing. idea. You have no oh 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 amazing. Okay. For the people okay. that are listening. Mark is the kind of guy that does not get hype after celebrities. Okay. We will walk up to him like, oh my God, Mark, look at this picture. I just met this guy. I just did this. And he's like, cool, that's great. You know, I've never in my life seen guy. him get hype over anyone besides Bam Margera <laughs> and <laughs> Kevin Smith. I did get super hyped about Kevin Smith. Um, when I tell you this man is giddy. Yeah. The way and the cutest thing is that he's standing with them like he's just so proud. He's like like a child receiving an award in fifth grade, like perfect attendance award. And like all his school teachers are with him. Hold on. Let me let me explain first. OK, I go in there for the photo op and they're flying through them. And I'm not a photo op guy. I don't like pictures. Right. But right as I get up there, the camera lady's like, something's wrong with my camera. So I'm like, OK, thinking like five seconds. And I'm like, what do I do? Cause they like, they get their pose on you and then they're like, 
this is weird. I'm touching a stranger, so I'm going to stop touching him. But then they start talking to you because they're cool guys. And they're like, hey, man, you get more time to hang out with us. How are you doing? You enjoying the?" And I'm like, oh, I just want to tell you I love you. <laughs> you don't know what to say. So they're so cool. Jer Jerry Pereira, one of the nicest friggin' people yeah. in all Hollywood. Dude just wants to be your buddy. Yeah. They're so nice. Kevin Dillon. Oh, oh. Kevin anyway. Dillon. Phenomenal. Love him. Um, so then the camera gets fixed and they're like, all right, you ready? And I'm like, ha. Huh. And I don't know what to do with my arm. So I'm like behind him, in like front of him, behind him, in front of him. And I put my arm behind him and I squeezed a little bit. Right. And I realized, I realized that I am way bigger than the guy standing next to me. Okay. <laughs> I am way bigger than the guy standing next to me. So when I grabbed him, I was like, whoo, like I look, I look like I've got two like beach bunnies and I'm posing with them. So I let go and put my arms back in front of me. And then I see the picture and I'm like, I am physically larger than anybody in Entourage. And I, knowing that, I am never doing that again. It's such a good picture though. Uh, I was super cheesed and I'm happy as hell to do that. And I paid all the money to do all the stuff. Mm -hmm. I would do it again a hundred times. That little feeling that you have right here. That's the feeling that we felt every time we walked up to you to show you a new photo of us and Joe. Yeah. And I was such a jerk that I was, you like, were, you were like, good. wow. So glad you got the same picture. You just got eight times. <laughs> but see, that's is... the thing. It wasn't the same picture. We were in different outfits. It was on different days and the poses were different. It's completely different. <laughs> Yeah, I would probably do the same shit because I panicked and didn't know what to do with my arms. <laughs> no that, idea. That's what happens. You kind of want to be uh, like, I can do, I can do better. And then you're like, oh, I can spend a little bit more money doing that. And then before you know it, you've spent like three times the amount that you were ready to spend for the weekend. But no, honestly, it's just a good time. They're just, my thing is, so I had a really great experience with, um, Jacob Romero, who was, who plays Usopp in one piece. I went back the last day and I asked him to film a video for my sister saying hi. And he was so kind and so genuine. And, and it's little things like that, where you get to be like, wow, like they some of these people are really just, they really are just happy that you're taking the time out of your day to go spend time with them. So it, it really warms my heart that you got to spend that little extra time with them and you got to really kind of, you know, talk to them and, and, you know, get so excited that they were like, Hey man, like, how's it going? You were part of the chosen ones. Yeah. How do we sabotage the camera next to Joe? Wear your glasses and look up so the glare is in your glasses. <laughs> You're so fucking right. <laughs> do they retake it for you if that happens? Mm -hmm. I don't yes. know. Oh, oh man. I didn't know that. Next time. Now you know. Now we know. That's not my world. I never really actually it's crazy is I never work the photo op section. Yeah. And when I met you all was the first time I had run the photo op area. And, and we gave you every opportunity to walk away that day, and you just continued to hang out with us. So I, I tried to sprint. I made it five whole feet, and I got sucked in this crazy group of podcast people. Here we are. And I'd yeah. do it again. You guys are kind of a big deal. You have many leather-bound books, and your apartment smells of rich mahogany. That's for the guys out there watching, because the girls probably aren't getting it. But thank you. It's Anchorman. We're going to have a favorite. talk after this. Oh, my God. I'm impressed. Okay. <laughs>
I'll just thanks. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so you guys are so much more animated with when you do you're talking. I'm just like, hey, here I am, right? For the are we not animated when we're with you? Uh, you are, but I'm animated when we're all together. And you guys are just way better at staring into a camera and doing amazing work. And I enjoy watching you guys on camera. Well, we'll make sure to send you your weekly video. Thank we'll you. That's a disgusting oh. noise. Is it though? Of course the guy doesn't think it's disgusting. My it's only as question. disgusting as you want it to be. Listen, I'm trying to keep us on track here. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, we're, what are we talking about? Um, You're turning red. Breathe. I'm, it's just my blush. Yes, you are blushing. It's fine. <laughs> I've got questions for you guys. I don't know why oh, you have please, keep, oh, this, this. is so much okay. fun. More. Is it? Are you, am, yeah. I, am I bothering yeah. you with this? Laura, no, not at all. Bored? I didn't know okay. if you had more. Let it out. I Let's always see. have more. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, there's popcorn ceiling yeah. in the house. <laughs> There's a crack in my what ceiling. I wonder when that's going to fall. What are we looking at? <laughs> oh, you guys distract the heck out of me. It's, it's difficult to focus with y'all around. Being your manager is the most challenging thing I've done all day. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you know what, if you put, you didn't give real good definitive answers on your second question, like what would the, what would your fandom be if it weren't? Oh, oh. I understand. Right? So, like, there's Marvel. no specifics to that. You would pick Marvel as, as a 100%. whole. 100%. Just all of it, even the crappy stuff. Yeah. I I okay. think my, right. my fandom right. would be, like, disgustingly spicy books. Wait, okay. So, like, stuff with Fabio on the front? Wait. Yeah. Or, like, darker shades of grayness or whatever it's yeah. called? Danielle. Okay. Akatar. Are we talking about in general or at a convention? Yeah, like what would our fandom be? In general. In general. Oh, in general. spicy book talk, baby. <laughs> like spicy all day, every talk. day. Give me okay. the all right. a morally all right. gray man that has trust issues, that wants to be my frenemy lover, and we only have one bed, and oh my God, and now we have to sleep together. I don't think I saw that movie. It's not a movie. It's, it's a, a book, book, honey. It's a book. I can't read. You can't um, read. That's right. Mm -mm. I did, I I did also, watch the, the gray movies. What are they? Like Christian Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey? Any, it's not like, what we're reading. Awkwardly, yeah, okay. Worse than that? Better. I I remember okay. also talking to somebody about finding the most uncomfortable fan fictions and reading and reviewing them in a podcast. I think that would be the most fun thing. There was one, There would be like, there was like a fan fiction where it was Shrek and Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and it was okay. like, it, it, be, it, I would love, I would love that to be a podcast that I, if this fails, I think maybe that's the direction I would like to go. Cause that shit yeah. would be fucking hilarious. It's just to find the most insane fan fictions out there and just read them and just like talk about them for an episode. This is not going to fail. You two have way too much skill to allow this to fail. So, so you don't have a you don't have a choice. You're stuck in this one um, <laughs> until you hit it big and people are lining up to get your signature for two hundred and sixty oh eighty dollars. Would you whatever. pay to come get a photo with us? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> how much would you pay? How much? How much I is mean, the threshold that you'd be like? Eh. I, I, 
He'd buy us yeah, lunch. Anyway, so the yeah, I think I've paid for pictures. Oh, that you have. So awkward, you have. A lot of this will be cut. I just would, so you know. I would, no, leave it. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and inquiring minds want to know. No, you get food and hash browns a go go or whatever. Hash house a go go. Okay. That's See, that's probably why nobody had heard of it when I was at work today because I was like hash hash a go go. <laughs> hash. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I think you should leave this. You should leave this as a raw episode in a a glimpse into just life. And then you should still do a Megacon one. I was just thinking that, that like, this should just be a whole episode on its own. (laughs) Like, this should just be, this is just life. This is just day to day. The quintessential way. The quintessential way. Yeah, do you want to do, we want to drop two episodes in one week? I can do it. Megacon. I'm a fucking workhorse, Laura. You know this. We're, I can take one. We're gonna make y'all famous. All right. Look at this. See, this is this is this is why Mark is like. I hope I'm doing this next year. Is because we're gonna be so big that he's gonna have to quit uh, working with Fan Expo so he can come manage us full time. Because we're gonna give him 15 percent of everything we're making. Or. We're going to get so famous that we never have time to go to conventions unless we're working them. And he's going to get sad and never get to see us. So he's going to come to the conventions to see us. Did that make sense? Wow. I'm confused. And I'm supposed to be part of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a glimpse into my brain. I think I think we should work on uh, taking the show on the road. That's what's going to happen. Party. Wow. Okay. We're going big. It's so funny because D and I, every time we get together, we're like, God, we should do like an in-person episode when we're together. And then we never do because the days just run so fucking late every time. But yeah, no, we should. That would be so fun. I think that I think once we get to a certain number of streams and downloads, then yeah, I would say I would say definitely we got to do like a little tour. It's got to be it's got to be it's got to be bigger. You know, you guys are like have guest appearances. Like we'll call Joseph and be like, what's up, bro? Uh, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We fully on the (laughs) first season, we're on season four. Our first season, we're like, we're going to get Joe in our podcast by episode 10. We were fucking confident. We were so fucking confident. I love the confidence. Don't let go of that confidence. Joe's going to be on our episode by episode 50. I'm going to say episode 75 100 yeah you're right so episode 100 is a good threshold we are going to celebrate 100 by a real guest appearance absolutely episode instead 50, of your manager wearing London. a chain yeah you get like the real thing the real chain the real joseph like the man the myth the legend that'll be the that'll be the either that or all i'll take either one mm. Well, have you heard of the, his emotional, well, the emotional support people that some of these people bring? Uh, yeah, I've witnessed it. So, yes. Is that what it is? It's like an emotional support companion? They take their buddies, their friends, their mom, their dad. Oh, my goodness. Those are the best when they travel. Like Chandler Riggs travels with his mom, who is also an actress. Chandler Riggs, Walking Dead. Walking Carl. Dead, yeah. I immediately yeah. thought of Chandler from Friends, but it's not his real name. No. Um, <laughs> Did you see the sadness in my the face? And he keeps around and it's adorable because they're the same person, just once a mom. And it's great. What a great family to have being emotional support like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 So that answered your question about our fandom. All right. So this is what this leads to this. You ready? Okay. So if you had to give up one of those fandoms forever, 
which one would you give up forever and why? Why? Your number one fandom, and then you had your number two fandom. If it didn't exist, which one would you give up and why? Now, you um, said Marvel, and that's huge. You just gave up everything Marvel. Okay. Loki, gone. Oh, Captain America, great. gone. Right? I'm not understanding the question. Yeah, like if you could. If you had to completely just erase one of those fandoms, which one would you erase? I would sacrifice one piece and get rid of anime altogether. You didn't answer One Piece as part of your fandom. Does it have to be the thing that I said? You said Marvel. You said Marvel. You said Marvel. Yeah, you didn't yeah. say. You said Marvel and Spicy Book Talk. You did. I would spicy get rid of Marvel. <laughs> Keep my Spicy Book Talk. <laughs> spicy Book Talk or Joseph? Oh. Which one's going? Oh, no. Wow, we're really elevating things here. I know. I'm making you sweat it out. Laura, you're next. Um, All right. D, what can do you do? I? I'm going to get rid of Marvel. What a spicy book talk or Joseph? Marvel. Spicy book talk or Joseph? You can say Joseph. I'm going, I'm weighing my options and doing a pros and cons list in my head right now. Anybody listening to this, that this might get posted online. Please leave comments and feedback on what you <laughs> would eliminate and what you would keep and why. Please. Okay. Wow. I would get rid of Joseph Quinn. Why? Because, yes, he can come out with new movies and be different people, but I feel like I have what I need in my brain to remember Joseph Quinn. But then with book talk, it's something new every single time I read something. So, Is it Laura, my turn? <clears throat> yeah, what? What would you get rid of? I would Which get rid one? of fan fictions. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, I would get rid of Why? Kel would Kel's gonna kill me. <laughs> I said, <clears throat> well, because I said out of all of the ones that I said I would like to do, I would get rid of the weird fan fictions. That seems yeah. like the one I could do without. Okay. That, with spicy book. Sorry. Yeah, spicy book. No, no. Where's the spicy book? Spicy coming? book talk. Listen, I'm going to tell you something very real right now. Every time I read a new book, I find something new out about myself. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I think I might be a good girl. Who knows? <laughs> I, I got to learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I could never get rid of spicy book talk. I Same. I, yeah, I think that it really just kind of inspires me to experiment a lot more. Mm -hmm. Right, Dee? I, I, it's just not something I'm willing to give up. You know, men watch porn, women read spicy book spicy talk. books. It, you know? Yeah. No, sure don't. Not until this moment. So well, I suggest Credence. <laughs> he wouldn't be a Credence guy. No, what, what would he Credence be? Credence Clearwater? Kind of, sure. What, he well, is a. I feel like lessons in sin. Oh, stop. <laughs> we gotta give him Are you blushing? One spicy book to read. I don't even know what it is. If I send you a book, will you read it? No. Okay. It's gotta be praise. Go fuck that's, myself. That's, Seal that's, that's, especially now that I know what's in it. I'm not I want you to read the ritual. I'm not it's Mark, not my specialty. Do me a favor, download mm. an audiobook called The Ritual. While you're moving and you're packing, you can play that. So I'm going to be packing and all of a sudden get excited while I'm packing. That's going to yeah. go great. 
a moving yeah, box. Yeah, that'd be fine. You know I mean? Absolutely. Move your yourself. Yeah. Do your own thing. Spicy book talk <laughs> is where it's at. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the process right now. Yeah, no, I, I'm. I respect um, your point of view and where you're coming from, but I'm gonna go ahead and leave that to you, yeah. amazing ladies. He's gonna there. read it and just not tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> the name. It's gonna make you think a little bit different the next time you grab the back of my neck. Hello. Popcorn. I was ceiling. trying to help her so she didn't. Joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, exactly. What? You also have popcorn ceiling? <laughs> nope. But I'm looking for anything I can focus on. Look nice. So there's anytime we talk about anything up in the ceiling, I have this thing that I do where, like, if a conversation gets like aw not awkward, but if it could be like a double entendre, and I don't know how to react, I'll just look up and start analyzing everything else around me. Um, so that's where that's coming from. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yes. Okay. So I would get rid of fanfics. And then after that, I'd, I'd get rid of, oh, I don't think I'd get rid of Joe. I don't think he asked you to get rid of two things. I only got rid of one. He did. He got, he had you get rid of Marvel and then he had you pick between spicy books and it's, it's I an needed you to get to the end. Yeah. yeah. I needed you to get to the end where there was just two. I would keep, I would keep anime at the end. I think I would just because there's so much of it out there for the sake of marketing and having enough content and enough topics of conversation. I would, I would say either spicy book talk or anime. Okay. All right. Learning a lot about you guys. There you go. What is your fandom? Um, it's on I, no, it's, it, well, I love it. And that's the first time I've ever, ever done anything related to them. So I can't say that's my fandom. But I've been thinking about this over the course of two and a half years because the best advice I ever got from an outgoing manager that does what I do, he just told me to find my fandom. That was mm -hmm. the advice is whatever you do, just find your fandom. So it made me start thinking about it. And I realized through all this, my fandom is stuff like this. Fandom is you guys. Me? It's yeah, yes, because without you and this craziness that you're doing and this amazing conglomerate that you have created with all of these people and and the the hype that you've put into it and the time i wouldn't get to do what i enjoy and you guys make it fun for me so i am a fan dumb of you stop <laughs> oh stop it that's this that's no that's really Mark, smart that is lovely oh god now you're gonna cry we're okay Stop no we're not gonna, no, cry. We're not gonna um, cry we're but, you know yeah i want you to i want you to think about something real quick because we never get to talk like this and what a great way we'll record it think about take away the lines and the chaos okay and right. you, you strip all that down and have you ever seen someone at a con just so excited to see somebody that all they could do was cry. Yeah. They didn't even have to be at the table. They didn't have to be paying. They'd literally be a hundred feet away and they just start sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part of this is to be in a position where I can make somebody's day just that much better by helping with their fandom. So if I, I don't get real close to the celebrities, it's just not my thing. I just, yeah. I don't hype it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't care like everybody else does, right? 
which is fine. That leaves more space for them to do what they want to do. But yeah. when I'm back there, I see the people that don't want to or can't afford to go do all of this, right? And they're nervous, like little kids wanting to meet their hero and mom won't pay for it or whatever. And they just they just want to see them and they're just sitting there crying. And you you stop everything you're doing in the middle of chaos and you're like, hey, you okay? Like, yeah. And then usually the parent starts talking you're like, no, they just really love yada yada character. And you're like, have you met yada yada character? And they always say no. Do you want to? And they're like, yeah, but no, they're afraid. And then I'm like, hey, can I take your kid up to the front just to say hi? Like, that's it. Just going to say hi. Um, And the mom, dad, whatever is usually super cool with it, right? Um, But the kid, you have to convince the kid like, hey, here's your chance. You're just going to go say hi. You're not you're not going to like sign anything like you got to explain to them, right? You're just you're literally going to go up there and go, I love you. Hi or whatever. And we're going to come back. You're going to spend five seconds just being close. And you take them up there and you're like, hey, hi. Who? And usually the celebrity's super cool because they're a little kid or somebody crying. Yeah. Or, and then you take them back to their parents and their parents' heart melts. And they're just like a sincere thank you. Um, and the kid's just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I still have a girl. My first con working, a girl and her mom were seeing the celebrity I was working with. And they still find me at cons when they're in town and take a picture with me every time because mm-hmm. I just made one moment special and they've been super cool ever since. So that's my fandom. Mark, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Everybody's going to be like, who's Mark? That's amazing. Entourage and Batman are cool too, but no. Anyway. Batman. That's huge. That is. That's Put so, away that face. That's so special. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? That's that's so special because I, you know, I think that that means that you have a, a real amount, like a really good amount of empathy for the people that, you know, there are people that literally can't afford to do any of this thing. All they can afford is the ticket and just to go and walk around the celebrity autograph area and just watch them from afar. And that's really, really sweet. You know, I can't imagine being a kid who gets approached and has an opportunity like that. So that's awesome. I mean, you you are part of that experience. And I think that, you know, what's so interesting is we when we met you, we got to talk about about this. And we're like, well, like, you know, I remember seeing you for the first time in Philadelphia you're oh, like, no. you, I forget. It, you said something like stay out of trouble or something like that. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the same voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't tell me what to do. And then like, we just, we just all hit it off. And it was, it was, you could tell, I think that, that what resonates with us the most is that as much as we love doing this podcast and traveling and, and experiencing these, these cons, it's so evident that you love what you do and that your team loves working with you too. If you ever get to meet Mark, he's always surrounded by people that work with and for him. There's just like this aura of just like trust that the people that work with him have. And he just has, there's a lot of 
really great ethic that he puts behind his work. And that's why we just love to surround ourselves with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I'm blushing. Oh, Lord. I always joke around with the girls about how yeah. I'm already not a big fan of the super big conventions regardless, just because I'm super extroverted, but like, I don't like big crowds in general. Yeah. yeah. And so I do really enjoy the smaller crowds where I'm like, mm, I feel a little overwhelmed. And I know that if I walk out into the lobby, I'm probably going to see you. And you're just like chill and calm. And I'm just like, now I can go face the people. I really appreciate you guys going out of your way to even say hello. Because that time is precious at a con, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. you're putting in tons of steps and everything's timed and you got to stand in line. You, You hurry to wait. You run across the stand there for three hours and do five seconds worth of fun. And there's nine million of your followers every time we turn around, which I think is fantastic. But that means time is precious, right? So to yeah. get a hello, a hello, hi. Like I see when you come in, I see when you leave generally. Somewhere in between, you had a great time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that 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 means the world, right? And I get to meet the the followers that are listening to your podcast, right? Every city, there's like a crew. And it's fun. Sometimes it's overwhelming. But it's, it's fun. Uh, they at this point like to see if they can push my limits to make me uncomfortable, which <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know exactly. Yes, I can swim. I swim quite well. Thank you very much. I don't know why you wanted to go down that road, but I am an excellent swimmer. Anyway, if you were to drown, I can save you. I want you to think about this. I got you. It's anyway, been a month, Mark. It's um, been a month. It has, it has been a month. Um, <laughs> I love your people. I love you guys. You guys are great. Mm, we love Aww, you too, this, Mark. This seems like the perfect stopping point. Mark, can people find you on social? Would you rather not share that? Uh, yes. If you want to be part of my extremely mediocre and boring <laughs> adventures in life, then you are more than welcome to come and be part of that. But I am way less exciting than these two, but nonetheless, you are more than welcome to. Um, do you just say it out here? Yeah. OG underscore Barella, B-A-R-E-L-A. Mm-hmm. Instagram, hit that one up. Say hello. Um, follow my mediocre lifestyle, but life's an adventure. So who knows where we'll end up next. Ooh, what a great line. line. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Hashtag. No. <laughs> Name of our episode. <laughs>